The Premier Study Bible, which is put together by a group of apostolic Pentecostal scholars and took several years to create, has been a smashing success. There's new things happening with it, and we're going to talk to you about them today, so don't leave. Welcome to All Things Apostolic. This is Tuesday, December the 5th, and we are excited that you are with us. And today we're going to talk about some good things that are happening. We usually talk about good things. Now, sometimes we talk about serious, sobering things that have to do with God's judgment and so forth. Um, but we are we are living in the blessings of God in the church age that God has poured out his spirit upon the Gentiles as he promised he would in Joel 2, 28, 29. He made the promise of pouring out his spirit upon Israel. And then he said, um, your servants and your handmaids shall also uh, receive the spirit, uh, which indicates that it wasn't just for Jewish people. And then the promise has come upon us from Jeremiah chapter 31 and 33 of the new covenant, which is his spirit inside of us, which is him dwelling within us, uh, which is repeated. We know that that is for us because it's repeated in Hebrews chapter 8, which is the longest Old Testament quotation in the New Testament. It is about people like you and I, if you're non-Jewish, who have received the promises of God and have received the core promise from which all other promises stem, which is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the Holy Spirit came in the church age on the day of Pentecost. The Bible tells us how it came in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. The Bible tells what occurred when it came and how they reacted to it and the evidences that it had come, which fulfilled Old Testament scriptures like Isaiah 28, 11, and 12, where he said, with stammering lips and another tongue will I speak to this people, and this is the rest wherewith the weary are made to rest. So the, the speaking in tongues was um, so tightly tied to the experience that it was identified as the rest. So, um, with all that said, we have a lot to be thankful for today. And um, I feel sorry for you if you're going to a church that doesn't believe that you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, when the Bible says it's the promises unto you and your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now, there are those that say you just still get the Holy Ghost, you still receive the Holy Spirit, but not the way they did in the New Testament. Well, we would have to ask, who is the authority that told you that? Who's the authority that changed that? And by what authority do they do that when the Word of God says this, and it's Jesus himself that promised it, and explained to them how it would come, and told them where to go to receive it, and then the apostle Peter preached on that day and Jesus gave that specific person the keys to the kingdom, which tells how to open the door that's been locked up until this time. 
So um, if you don't have the if you don't have the Holy Spirit, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the way they received it on the birthday of the church, the very first day of the church, I mean, can you get any more restorationist than that? By restorationist, I mean if you want to go back and say, um, you know, how would the church today be the New Testament church model, which is I think all churches would agree is the model that we all seek and uh, that God brought the church into being in pristine and ideality, not in some uh, uh, half, half wit way, but it was complete. So this is a great thing to know. This is a great thing to know. If you have more questions about that, just keep listening to all things apostolic we talk about that because it's the wonderful, wonderful core gift of all of God's blessings starts with infilling of the Holy Spirit. Good coffee is also a gift, but it's far down the list, but it's still good. So I, I really have some good news I want to talk to you about today. Yesterday I said I would do this, and I and I really want to. Um <clears throat> Uh, we are the uh, editor and a part of a great team of people that um, all were instrumental to one degree or another for the creation and production of the Premier Study Bible. And uh, the Premier Study Bible uh, was not in existence a few years ago, but it was presented at a worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship Summit. And um, there was a, a significant offering raised that night to um, start this project. It took a number of years to do this, three or four years, as I recall. And uh, thousands of hours of combined work, if you aggregate all the people that worked on it, it was thousands of hours. And uh, some of the finest scholars amongst us, uh, apostolic, Pentecostal scholars, people making contributions, uh, organizations didn't matter, fellowships, or none of that mattered. It was about the Bible which ought to unify us, if anything, unifies us. So a lot of work was done. It was completed. Uh, we worked with the largest Bible producer in the world and the oldest. And um, we sat in a consultation room, Steve Waldron, our associate editor, and I sat in a room with two of the uh, people from this Bible company. And when we got through describing everything we wanted, and uh, they described what it would take to get that, they said, well, we will tell you, when you get through with this, with what all that you guys are doing, you will have the best study Bible in the world. Now, this is the world's biggest Bible producer. And so we did it all. We did everything that, that we said we wanted. They were able to help us. And if they didn't have it, they were able to find a way for us to find it. 
we got it. We got it all together, and uh, it was printed. The first uh, initial, initially, we printed ten thousand copies, which wasn't a lot, but I mean, it's when you got nothing, it was a good number. They sold out quickly. Uh, within months, those were sold out. I think maybe twelve months, maybe fourteen months. I don't know exactly, but. Uh, <clears throat> One of the terrors when, you, when you're producing a study Bible is that you will use a copy of the Bible that uh, is imperfect. I mean, the, we use the King James Version. Well, there's, there's many copies of the King James Version um, that are public domain. You can use them. Anybody can use them. But you don't know. When you start trying to go through the Bible and make sure that there's no words missing, not, not that, that, it's, that, it's, that it's complete, that there's no words misspelled, that I know of in history, and I think I'm, I'm certain this is true, but I'm, I'm just telling you from memory, there is no one has ever made a, um, a copy of the Bible, at least of the King James Version, uh, that was perfect, that didn't have a period left out or didn't have a single misspelled word or didn't have and so forth. So uh, this one, the one that we used for the Premier Study Bible, the version of the King James Version, um, the copy of it, was copyrighted. There are copyrighted versions of the King James Version. Okay, and um, those are copyrighted because there's been a lot of work to go into them to make sure there's no mistakes, to make sure that um, it has uh, everything that the people copywriting it wants it to have. Of course, they all say the same thing, but uh, for clarity and the way it's put together and so forth, uh, there's ways to copyright it. And they had copyrighted the version that we used. We knew that. It wasn't a secret. Because we wanted the highest guarantee that this would be the highest quality study Bible that you could buy in the world. And it is that. But anyway, there's a catch to everything. And the catch was, is that uh, now we want to put, we, well, we did a second edition. Let me go there first. And we printed 12,000 more copies. Okay. That was last year. And uh, many of those are sold out. I can't remember exactly how many right now, but uh, a, a good bunch of those are already sold out. And um, to do this, they said, well, do you have a company that's going to produce all this? We said, no, we're just a group of people. They said, well, you have to have a company. We have to have a company that signs the contract. So we created Apostolic Publishers International. That is a company. It's a nonprofit corporation. It has a board of trustees that I think is like 13 or 14 or 15 or 16 people. I don't remember how many now but uh, people that are vitally interested and people that are knowledgeable 
and uh, people are good business people, and uh, uh, most of them are people who are students of the Bible. So anyway, uh, Apostolic Publishers International was the company. It's the company that owns the Premier Study Bible. And so we did the reprint, the second edition. Now, the second edition, the first edition was just stunning. The second edition, uh, we appointed a team, and this team went back through. We really didn't have to appoint. They just said, we want to, we want to do this. They went back through, and they made, this seems incredible, but they made 2,000 improvements on the second edition. Now, the great fear of publishing the Bible is that you would leave out something that was really major or that there would be some notes in it somewhere that there was not proofed carefully that had some egregious, goofy kind of statement in it. And, and the whole Bible, is there's, that becomes an embarrassment. Uh, or that there's an article that's questionable, or so there's just all kinds of things that, that you fear. So finally you get the thing published and then you hold your breath that nobody comes back in the first six months after people reading everything in it and says, well, what about this? This doesn't seem right. And then you're, it's too bad. You just didn't put out a good product. So you would think with 2,000 improvements that there were some things that uh, uh, would be serious, but there wasn't one serious thing in the 2,000. Uh, I mean, that would change meaning or that would be false doctrine or that would leave something out of the actual Bible itself. There was, uh, it was all things like uh, we used one kind of punctuation mark because a lot of people did the work. So this group used one kind of punctuation mark and this group in the same situations used another kind of punctuation mark. And so, and so they went through and they corrected all that. Well, every place that punctuation mark was one of the improvements. So we did all of that. There was places where a period had been missed. Uh, uh, there was one place, this was probably the worst one that we found, where uh, somebody said so-and-so the son of Moses when it was really so-and-so the son of Aaron. And uh, so somebody got in a hurry there, evidently. So anyway, we got that done. Now, the Bible is continues to sell, I mean, very, very, very strong. Um, Dr. Steve Waldron tells us that the market for that Bible could be five or six or 700,000 copies. Uh, before it's over, because a, a Bible's not like writing a novel. People read it and it's over with. Uh, people go on buying the Bible forever, and people keep reading the Bible, and new people want Bibles. And as the church grows, every church demands more Bibles and so forth. So it just it just keeps on going. So the company is, uh, is very profitable. Uh, there's no... 
There's, that's total transparency. It's very profitable. It's a nonprofit. Nobody makes anything off of it. Nobody's ever got paid for any of the work they did. All these people did this work gratis, including ourselves and all of everybody on the board, and continues to do it gratis. Um, uh, the bookkeeping is uh, all very carefully documented. Reports are given every year to, like, the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship and anybody else that's involved. Uh, that has an interest in request one. Uh, all, all of this goes on. Now, the, here's the exciting thing. Two things that are happening. Number one is we want to digitize the Bible. Well, that means put it where you can have an app on your phone and you can hit it and you can actually have the Primer Study Bible on your phone where you can read the Bible, you can pick the, you can get the notes, you can write on your phone. To do that, the fact that we had used a copyrighted version of the King James Bible uh, became an issue. And the people who had the copyright said, no, you can't do that. Because when you put it on an app, we cannot keep up with how many times our Bible is used and how much money we ought to make as a result of that. So it was a dilemma. So anyway... Um, we, we got that worked out. We went back to Typesetter. They have a, a copy themselves that uh, is as good or better uh, than the one we use. By better, I, I, the only way it could be better that I know of is that we found, even in the copyrighted version, we found three words misspelled. And so we corrected it. Uh, and it's, it's now corrected in the the new copy, so it's not a major thing, but it's it's a it's a it's a thing. So now um, we're ready to go. In fact, this is so fresh that I haven't even contacted the people yet and said, "Let's go, let's 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 get it going right now." The second thing, so we so we're going to have that. I don't know when we'll get it done, but it it's it's not going to take too long, hopefully. The big deal was resolving the problem issue. The, the, the amount of time that it takes to get it on the app seemed to be much less of a problem than getting the version straightened out. The second thing we're doing is we're working very hard, and we need you to help us pray on this, to um, get a Spanish version of the Premier Study Bible. And this is a, a big task, but it's possible to do. We already went to the American Bible Society. That took like eight, a couple of years to negotiate with them and get uh, permission to use the 1960 Reina Valletta issue of the Bible in Spanish. And uh, we got that, and we got that approval and uh, paid the fees and so forth. And now we have to find somebody to translate all of the front matter, back matter, all the articles, all of the notes in the Premier Study Bible. We've got the copy of the Bible itself. Now we have to have someone that knows Spanish that can and English that can translate this from English to Spanish. Then the typesitters already said, we can do this. We'll take it and we'll put it together. And it will be a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Spanish version of the Premier Study Bible. 
So the important thing in, in translating a Bible is uh, the, the notes in a Bible is uh, it uses theological words. It uses terms that is not just always common in a secular understanding of the Spanish language. And so we have we found a translator that is very, very professional that's working on this. There's a, a whole team uh, that have been trying to get things together to work on it. So one way or another, we're going to get this done. Two very exciting things in the apostolic movement that I've just given today. And so um, when it comes out, we hope you get a digital version. And when it comes out, we hope if you know Spanish, you get a Spanish copy. God bless you.